0: Good GM.
1: Good morrow. <laughs> Rip it. Oh, we'll tell you the story. So, oh,
0: it's story time already?
1: Well, i I go down to the club last night as I often do. I had taken the Lemon Spaces on a road trip, which I always think is fun. Uh, I got down to the club. I went into their fridge of hash. They have a little fridge there filled with hats. I, I looked at the flavors. I picked out what I wanted. I paid for it. I got in the car. I came back up town. Sat did down you pay an ETH? ETH? What did you say? Did you pay an ETH? Uh, uh, we won't say what I paid. But. but no, but, I thought you
0: I thought you convinced them to accept ETH as a payment.
1: Oh, oh, I did. I did. The club now takes ETH. So Fuck gotta, you. Okay. Uh, Big win. I got home. I opened the box. There was the beautiful jar inside the box. I opened the jar, and it was empty. There what? was there was nothing in the jar. I said, "Oh, that's that's something." Uh, I quickly took a picture. I sent it to the club. I said, "Oh, look at what happened!" And, and he sends me back a message. Uh, "Oh, fire!" You know? Yeah. He like, oh, he says fire. No, but then he was like, "I'll bring it back." So. Just thought that was fun last night. She so got oh, some extra shit.
0: steps yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: and and you got your hash.
1: No, I they were closed. This was late at night. Oh, oh, that sucks. You gotta go But Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. that's painful.
1: You know, you get home, you're like, oh, you're gonna know, ah, open it up, and then you always oh, just nothing in there. It was hilarious. Just I have I
0: mean, a story. I have a story that's exact opposite to that in a way.
1: Exactly. I was, no, I
0: was very Yeah, I was very hungover one day. Mm -hmm. The wife was out working. I was on the couch, dying, not moving. And I Mm -hmm. thought McDonald's breakfast is where I am going with this day. So I order my egg McMuffin combo, my coffee, my hash brown on Uber Eats. Mm -hmm. And it shows up and he hands me what I would have considered to be a relatively large bag. And I thought, huh, okay. So I hobble over to the, the living room table right behind me there. I open it up and in it is a coffee, an orange juice, three breakfast burritos, an egg McMuffin and a McGriddle. Oh. I got somebody else's order. I got fucking loaded up. No oh, money. Money. See? And I sat there. And, and, and ate it all. And I was in a pile of wrappers and McDonald's garbage by the time my wife got home.
1: And there it is. There it is. My yeah, and your karma
0: was uh, I, on point. I wrote on Uber that I didn't get my order properly and they <laughs> refunded it. I wouldn't do that to a small business, but McDonald's,
1: I don't feel so bad. And I didn't get my order. I, I bring back an empty uh, weed jar, and my last five raids, my orcas brought back two bone shards each raid. Two. Oh man! Mind you, I need sixty to create my next ally. So everything it really is, a, oh, it really is a bear market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going
0: back after the show to get get what's yours? Yeah, they the don't
1: they don't open until four p.m. So it'll be oh. later. Today. You got rugged by the uh, the weed store. Just go through my Twitter, Canvo. There's a selfie. It's from like uh, three years ago.
0: Back when we were young and youthful. I was
1: feeling cute, thought I might delete. Did not delete. <laughs> I looked at it, I, uh, I was like, nope, still cute.
0: Speaking of, of getting swindled. <laughs> yeah. I watched, uh, I, I told you that in the show, but I watched Tinder Swindler. I, I'm wondering if anybody else watched
1: uh, that. It is sweeping the world by storm.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, a lot of times when something gets that, like hyped on social media and you see it everywhere, I'm like, ah, uh, like I never watched Tiger King.
1: Because oh, everybody was, God. I've
0: heard That's great hard. things. I,
1: you still haven't watched, all right. I'll watch no. your, I'll watch your whatever you just said. If you go watch Tiger King.
0: Okay, I could, I could make that deal. I actually heard that, like, the Minorities Association of America or something like that thanked Tiger King for the lack of diversity in that show.
1: I mean, it's the best, uh, the best memes came out. I will never financially recover from this. I use that all the time in NFT. Mm, that
0: was a, a classic, shit.
1: yeah. And you need and and for-
0: really a seminal moment at the beginning of the pandemic, too.
1: Yes, 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 it was something. It was, I. I hear they're working on the next one, so looking forward to that. Yeah, season two. I,
0: I'm, I guess I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to watch season one now. It's been, it's been in in the in the a long time coming, I guess. But yeah, I mean, honestly, if you guys haven't watched Tinder Swindler, don't be like upset or don't be upset. Don't be like um, turned off by the amount of hype and everybody talking about it. It is pretty fucking wild.
1: They're really good with those true crime docs, uh, Netflix.
0: Yeah 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 it's just uh it's a it's a crazy story um and honestly like i kind of mentioned it to you as well like i saw some parallels of like the the nft market of like you know because these women this isn't a spoiler or anything are getting you know um taken for like a lot of money by this guy on tinder um all over europe and stuff like that and uh it was a very hard pill for them to swallow that they were getting scammed and you know it took them a lot longer than maybe you would think it should to uh to realize but you know it's uh it's hard sometimes you 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 want to believe something so that was pretty uh pretty good watch pretty 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 good
1: who's that pretty Larry david good.
0: pretty pretty pretty
1: good oh. yeah larry David. i you know my friend rosie was in a play in new york city and I got to go back, so I was very lucky I got to go backstage and actually meet Larry David, and I will tell you and I will tell you that he is exactly like George, like Larry, it will, I mean like there is no act going on there, that man is who he is, that uh, Kirby Enthusiasm is a reality show.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's a documentary
1: bro like you don't even know he did not he did not want to meet us he was like what the fuck like it was it was beautiful it was great he's a great guy he was very nice he did talk to us but boy you could just tell that uh yeah yep, he was itching to get out of there he is, yeah he he is who he is so yeah very cool stuff
0: uh, that's hilarious i love Kirby's enthusiasm always oh loved seinfeld
1: well, it's funny because my little brother ended up going to college uh, with one of Larry David's daughters. So I was able to bond with him over that. I said, hey, uh, you know, he goes, oh, so you see, we have <laughs> that bond forever. I'm sure he thinks about that moment every day, every day.
0: Definitely not because you're brothers. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cambo's looking for uh, for the selfie. He's still,
1: I know, I know. He wants it's from years ago. Cambo, it's from. Have years you seen ago. how many That's tweets 80, he has? I have eighty thousand tweets, my friend. That's why I am not worried about anyone finding. At the same time, I ain't hiding. I just, I don't, you know. No, yeah. I don't make it. I am there.
0: He's gonna be wearing a uh, a lemon mask at N- NFT NYC.
1: Oh yeah! Plus, we got the JPEG party in LA. This month, maybe FMC
0: oh, appearance may yeah. there. Uh, yeah, hmm, maybe, maybe I'm not going to be there. Yeah. No. Um. Cool. What time is it? Oh my god! Time Quarter. GM D going to go. gonna turn the music off here. Welcome back to the Wednesday, March second edition of the AM show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch TV. It is episode number eighty three. And uh, we are happy to have you here today. I am your host, R2DGen, and I am joined with me, as always, by FMC. Hey, now. Hey, now. What the hell is going on, my
1: dude? How are you today? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. uh, There was no morning squeeze yesterday. For the first time since its run, we take the weekends off. But the first weekday that was missed and we did a space on self care and uh, taking time off instead so that was very lovely i thought it it was uh
0: okay so let's let's uh let's dig into that a little bit then you know you you were uh, hosting it with um that's just betsy that's just betsy yep. you're on twitter you're supposed to be taking the day off and instead you host a twitter about taking days off um yeah. But no, let's let's talk about the actual conversation too. You know, this is a good topic to have considering, you know, the the market we're in and it, the market's weird right now because things are happening, we're watching things go down, but sometimes they feel a little bit out of reach, right? You know, we're in this meta right now where entire projects are um, you know, allow listed and a lot of those allow lists have been filled up w- uh for months even, right? Like Invisible Friends couldn't touch that. Th- that thing was full for 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 weeks and weeks and weeks um but you watch it go down and congrats to anybody that got in on it but you know so it, we're kind of in this weird weird spot right now we're touching the secondary is dangerous because volume is dro- um, you know dropping on open we've seen the charts minting is becoming very difficult you know the any public any any mints that make it to a public sale there's only a couple hundred of them and we all know what happens with people that are botting and that's that's fine that's a reality um so so how did the conversation go
1: well, I so here's the thing, right? Web three is different in a sense. Uh, I came from traditional markets. They close Friday, five PM. Done. You go home. You're done for the weekend. There's nothing you could do, right? You're forced to take time off. You're forced to do other things, even on a daily basis. Maybe the futures are open, but the market closes at four PM. You go home. You do other things, right? Web three isn't like that. There are no specific times for mints. There's no window that they're supposed to happen. Uh, crypto is 24 7, 365. And if you're good at it, if you're doing well, if you're building something, that could suck you in uh, and suck you in, in a to an unhealthy extent in which you are not balanced in your life. So given all given all the people in this room participate in Web3, are building in Web3. We just thought we would go over some of the ways you can realize you get sucked into that without even noticing. And a lot of the things you could do to find balance, because there's two types of balance. You have people going to the extreme right now, working 24 hours a day, not leaving the computer, neglecting relationships, FOMO, all that good stuff, right? That is... Eventually, uh, going to catch up, and you're not going to perform at your best, right? This is this is on any front. You're right, 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 It's counterproductive in the long run, but you always feel like you're missing something. There's always FOMO. Uh, accepting you're going to miss things—that is—that is a good way to start. But it was great space. Went about two hours. I love hosting with Duchess Betsy. She's so smart. She gets it. She is building multiple projects in Web3. And yeah, we brought up people. We had a lot of great suggestions and it was recorded. So uh, I would advise people go listen to it. It was fun. It was relaxing. And it was in place of the morning squeeze as Michael had decided to take a day for self-care, which we respect. And it was a good reason, too, because, you know, things are going to happen. There's going to be a reason one day that the morning squeeze doesn't happen for an unknown reason. Why? We don't know why. Something came up. Something happened. It doesn't happen. Before that happens and catches people off guard and people go, oh, no, what happened? Where's the morning squeeze? Michael decided to do a forced error to say we're going to take a day off on purpose right after the 50th episode. Uh, He did that yesterday and we'll get going again today. Ready for episode number 51.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a a, a good precedent to set. And on that note, the show's over. See you later, (laughs) D-Gents. (laughs) Ha ha. No, just kidding. Um, No, honestly, uh, the conversation is a very real one. Like, as you mentioned, like um, traditional markets, traditional jobs. I mean, you know, there's there's a big push right now to stop bringing work home. Um, even, you know, stop doing emails at home, stop doing work. Like it's, it's good to have your personal time. I mean, web three, it follows you everywhere. It's always active. You have the discord on your phone, you have Twitter going off, you're waiting for this drop for that drop. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's important to learn to miss things, right? You know, not have to uh, feel like I got to drop everything and and run and go just to, uh, you know, enjoy the moment, enjoy being in the moment with your loved ones, with your family, with your friends, uh, doing some kind of activity. And I think a lot of that just gets lost. We're all guilty of getting swept up in that idea of, of it can't miss anything. It's going to cost me too much money to miss something. Um, but I think the point that you made was great is, you know, if you're if your eyes just on one thing and you're only focusing on that one thing and and obsessing over it and um you you can't look away from it like there's a there's probably a good chance that you're not performing at your peak there too because you're losing that balance in your life but also the other elements of your life as you said are are taking a hit too right and um you know it's a uh, t- touch grass seems to be like thrown around as an insult sometimes like ah oh, you you know touch like but Yeah, you know, it's uh, outside's important, getting that balance.
1: You know, you just have to accept that you're going to miss certain things, and it's okay. This is the era of opportunity cost, okay? You don't have to bitch and complain because you missed a few plays, all right? We've seen that a lot. But all you got to do is understand there's always another play coming down the pipe. Always. Mm -hmm. That's what this market is. And I had been saying it for weeks. We were heading into bearish seasonality. Okay. That that was the backdrop I had been talking about on on this show for weeks. So it seems that the people that didn't expect the market to quiet down and the alpha to dry up are cranky about it when it was broadcast on this show. So, you know, here we are.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I will say is it's so easy to look at the opportunities you missed um, that did well. One of the things that I actually like to do, and this sounds corny, I don't You know, talk about it on the show a lot, and I don't, you know, say it in chats or anything like that. But, you know, I actually do like to look at the stuff that I missed that did poorly too, and remind myself that there is a reasonable chance that I would have played that and got wrecked, right? Because it's way too easy to just, you know, in hindsight, or or in your imagination, make up all of these scenarios where you minted this. It was the perfect play. I could have sold the top. That cost me that much money. There's no guarantee that in that moment, that's what you were going to do. There's also a myriad of shit that happens and goes down and mints that goes to zero immediately after, and you're 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 out of pocket. Not to not, not your out of pocket out out of your eat
1: right exactly. Look, everybody is a victim of hindsight bias. I don't care who Everybody. you are. I don't Everybody. care if you know it exists. It creeps up on you. You can't help it. It's it's part of human nature. But some people will bitch and complain and get caught up in it and believe they would have done everything right and try to tell people if they had done things differently, they would have won. It's not true. It's just cope, okay? So that's all that's happening. Cope. Yep. yep. Self-care, guys. It goes a long way. I, I, for a long time, I, you know, used to say
0: like when I was working at my other job, like, oh, if I just, you know, I only made this much at my job today. If I had just been there, like, that's just, it's just not true. And it's also very, very, very unproductive um, yeah. f- for your own personal well-being. And the second that I kind of got over that, you know, you sleep better, you're not afraid to walk away, do the dishes. I man what, what was Critters? Critters was a perfect example. I, I was here doing the show with you. We were talking. I finished up the show, grabbed myself another coffee, started doing laundry, and then critters happened. And then by the time I got back, it was done. And It was just a cook, and I was like, you know, it is. It is what it is, right? We love the critters. I love the Free critters. Man. Still doing well. Still doing well. Freeman, yeah, Freeman. I saw. Actually, I want to. I'm gonna watch a video later about all of the uh the Mm -hmm. top free mints and and break that down because it's actually pretty astounding when you look in hindsight which uh which ones were free well it's amazing
1: uh, nft worlds critters free mints they're the hottest talk of the town both dropped in the degen dojo funny Mm -hmm. people should take Mm -hmm. advantage of those things um let's
0: talk about crypto let's talk about the global markets i think we're um not really rebounding per se right now, but definitely uh, firming up a little bit on the floors uh, or the floors, the um, the the prices of crypto. And I think the S and P market is actually doing somewhat well this morning too. About twenty two minutes after the opening bell. Um, Bitcoin is uh, holding steady above 44,000. Definitely had a great run over the last seven days, particularly in the last 48 hours. The bulk of that has happened. Um, it was flirting with 45,000 a little bit there. I don't think it broke it, but it was damn close. ETH actually has just popped up back above 3,000, but it seems pretty comfortable in that uh, twenty-nine to 31,000 range. And, uh, and, and here we are trading sideways again. But, you know, as we've talked about over the past two months, we seem to go through these little periods of sideways. We get some news, good news. It goes a little bit up, gets some bad news. It dumps a little bit down. But again, zooming out into, let's just say, a 30-day chart, a 45 or a 90-day chart, relatively tight in this range, right? Like it's it's been volatile in this range, but I mean, you draw a line right through the center of it and it's pretty much sideways.
1: Yeah, Exactly. Uh, we've choreographed exactly what was going to happen with ETH on this show, exactly what was going to happen in markets. It's been playing out as such, as still. I would like you to watch.
0: Independent of global news, too.
1: Global news, I've always, you know, I always say this. The news, the, excuse me, the market, the price of the market, the narrative is always decided ahead of time price action will tell you what's coming. When I saw what was happening in markets in January, I was like, oh, must be bad news coming. And lo and behold, 8 million percent inflation, World War III, here we are. It's largely priced in with the exception of worst case scenarios. And people love to come out and talk about the worst case scenarios. Why? It gets clicks, it gets likes, it gets keck emojis. Okay. This is what gets people emotional. It's what gets people up in the day. But you got to remove emotion from markets. And if you look at this technical setup, all right, 3,000 was programmed. People wanted to stable up 2,400, 2,600, 2,800, 3,000. We're here now. But let's take our cue from the S&Ps. That's what I've been saying for weeks. Watch 4,400 on the S&Ps. Right now, We are consolidating the huge rebound off of the Ukraine lows we experienced last week. If we can get above 4,400, it probably means the coins are going to rally. I would expect NFTs to continue to remain depressed again, exactly as choreographed. We were going into bearish seasonality with a huge liquidity draining week. This was choreographed. Okay, let's watch 4,400. I could see either more consolidation here. Uh, I could see us break above. The next resistance there would be a little abo- about 4530 on the s and That's where it starts to get interesting. I would expect us to consolidate out there again. I think ETH will probably be around 3500 at that point. Um, that would be very healthy, I think. I think if that happened, we would be sneaking right back into the bullish seasonality window going into April. Um, by mid-April, we tend to be out of the woods when it comes to seasonality. And we will be set up uh, t- for probably a record summer that will make last year look like a child's game. And I say that because this January made last January look like a child's game. And
0: Yeah, each- 100%. Year-
1: oh, sure. I'm going. Sorry. I was just going to say, and each time the NFT market has gone into a depression for a month or two, uh, it has come back 10 times stronger. And that's going to happen again. And that's why holding is often the best strategy, especially when you're paying 35 percent VIG off the top for every short term trade you make. Obviously, you're in different parts of the world. That's not applicable. But for our American audience, it's something to think about.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, taxes is eating into every single piece of profit that you make and sure you can, you can write off some of your losses or you can write off your losses, but, um, you know, that's not, that's not the goal, right? Like you, you know, if you, you don't want to be writing off losses, but, you know. um, this chart's not loading for me, but I just wanted to go back to your initial point about March and April, um, typically not overly favorable towards crypto um in general we see it time and time again um last year and the uh, end of 2020 we saw Bitcoin and eth well Bitcoin first but eth also kind of follows suit and uh and and basically go parabolic I mean Bitcoin for a long time was under ten thousand dollars and it just made a move up I remember on Christmas Day December 25th it hit 25k December 26th it hit 26k it broke above 30. it kept running it going up and up. Up and up and then you know february march happens and depressed and then may hits and we're back off to the races again right 65 six thousand and things cool off around there but you know we're kind of mirroring that trend we've bucked the four-year trend on bitcoin the halvening cycle we've bucked the stock to flow model it's no longer relevant and it's no longer in play as much as i liked it and it looked great um it's not a reality anymore, right? We're we're following different trends, we're following different patterns, but one pattern that seems to be relatively consistent is that March isn't always a good time, and you kind of got to just be prepared for it, right? There's other, you know, there's other things to focus on.
1: Yeah, like I said, choreograph seasonality. I'm a big student of seasonality in all markets because I've I've said this before. We almost always fall into the pattern of seasonality, and even when we bucket. Um, seasonality still has an effect. Uh, it just, it's hard to see, um, if there, if the opposite is happening, but there's still an effect. So uh, seasonality comes into play both, uh, behind the scenes and in uh, a general manner. I, I'm a big student of it. So, uh, I'm looking for about mid April to get out of that window, but it did start a little early this year. I am thinking, um... We'll see. We'll see. We have a lot of great projects coming up in March. And, and, you know, someone's mentoring Losers Club, which I'm super bullish on. I'm going to be max minting. Love the art. Love the team. Love the community. All that great stuff. I think anything minting over the next few, just like you saw with Wonder Pals and Star Catchers, it's hard for things to hold their mint. All right. It, it's hard for things to hold their pump after mint. And I think that's just largely a factor of the period we're in. It feels very similar to October, November. When there wasn't a lot of plays around, there wasn't a lot of alpha um, and projects that did launch. I'm always reminded of Swampverse and the Littles which were two of the more high profile projects that launched during the bear. And for like two days, we were like, oh, maybe the bear is over. Look at these things pumping. They even pumped after And then, boom, the pump faded in both of those market went quiet again for like four or six weeks until uh, early December or second week of December um, and yeah I mean I have so many projects I'm excited about coming out but I could see the same thing I'm not, you know I don't know if we're gonna get those like amazing pu- I still think there's gonna be amazing pumps and plays but they're gonna be sneaky. It's not gonna be the ones that you see coming from a mile away just because of seasonality just because of where we are. Um, Right now, there's
0: always a ton of opportunity in the bear market. It's just a little bit harder to find. And it's not as locked in as, you know, when we're on a full on bull run where like you, you know, you throw a dollar into the pool and you pull out a hundred every time. Right. Like, right. It's, uh it's it's not that easy, but there's you know we saw the extended bear market of crypto go from 20 uh, 2018 to basically the, the the latter part of 2020. There was still I and I didn't participate in it, but I know there was still a ton of opportunity and there were people in there that were making bank finding those opportunities, getting in early, spreading their chips around to things that were building, creating during that time because they know, If you have conviction in crypto, much like we have conviction in NFTs, once you come out of that bear market, those teams that have spent all of that time building and creating and adding on to their ecosystem and slowly chipping away at adding more people to their community, I mean, they get their moment, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly.
0: So, you know maybe things aren't as active on the minting front. Maybe things aren't as active on the floors going up, chasing, you know, this, Gary V buys crypto skulls, everybody buys, like maybe a lot of that stuff doesn't happen, but it does give you a lot of time to poke into old Discords that you have, find some new Discords, find some projects, snoop around on OpenSea, snoop around on Twitter and find some of these things that maybe minted six months to a year ago, um, maybe three months ago, had had a moment and then go into their Discord. Are there people still chatting in there? If there is, that's a great sign. And as long as it's not like, you know, devs do something. I mean, like if there's a real formed community in there and people are excited about what's being built, that excitement will translate and follow through um, nine times out of ten, in a in a in a bull run, right, and th- that's where the people um, really can do amazing things, and that's what you know. I'm I'm at least excited to start looking for.
1: Yeah, exactly. And here was my point too, right? Littles, SwampVerse, MFers. Uh, these are things I could think of that launched towards that part of the year, uh, in the fourth quarter last year, and. These all suffered after Mint, even though they had those brief pumps. Very much reminds me of catches Very much reminds me of Wonderpet. Po- all these type of things that gave you a great opportunity for a long time to build your stack of these things. It gave it, it, it was the opportunity because now coming out of it, you could see what happened to MFers. You could see what happened to the Littles. All right. And that is. What I think I'm looking for in March is that, sure, I think all the projects we're talking about may have brief pumps afterwards. I hesitate to give a price target. I hesitate to say that these are going to moon just because I know we have this backdrop of seasonality. It's making a lot of people grumpy. This is this is the period we're in, so we'll see. I have at least four bits I'm super excited about for right now. But like I said, backdrop of seasonality, got to get through it. Looking forward to it. Losers Club. Friday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We always get through it. Don't don't you worry. Um, I I did have a, an article pulled up about Bitcoin decoupling from traditional markets amid Russia Ukraine conflict. Um, but I will say this: I, I don't know that that's necessarily the case, and I'm not sure if you disagree. I do think that it's just like a higher volatility swing, but trading in the same kind of range, right? Like S and P goes up three percent; it's fifteen percent for for crypto. Um, down three fifteen. You know, is it would that be a fair assessment too? I I don't think I've seen. A, a hard decoupling here unless yeah. you're talking about actual like percentages which right no. no no yeah, yeah you're right
1: I and that's it, it I uh, you know it seemed like crypto even decoupled from traditional markets before they had bounced, but it was very minimal because these are all risk assets and we still have overarching geopolitical risk. Right now, nothing nothing will escape that um, if it continues to to get more aggressive, all that type of thing. So I will uh, I will um yeah, I will be watching again, ca- cautious optimism, as I like to call it. Things are setting up bullish right now. But when we have that backdrop, you just never know. I'm not an alarmist. I always tell you I'm an optimist. I don't think the worst will happen uh, in relation to these things. But at the same time, it's a risk and ri- we're in risk assets. So we're we're on watch right now.
0: Strap in for the wild ride. Um I pulled this article up. I don't even think we talked about it um, on the show or on the pre-show, but all things reside. Like it's kind of funny. Apparently parlor is, uh, is teaming up. It's, it's, Sorry, I'll just read the article the title. Parler is attracting is trying to attract crypto users to its new par- marketplace with Trump NFTs. Parler, which markets itself as a free speech alternative to Twitter, is looking to NFTs to broaden its reach and draw more users. And apparently they are just going for it, doing a 10K Trump P- PFP profile picture. Um I I mean, I don't have much comment on this. I'm not going to dig into the politics of it or what Parler is and and all of that stuff. But uh, I got to believe that this thing is going to gain some traction.
1: (laughs) Yes, the that, you know, just like Parler, there's obviously a very large alternative voice in this country. And they feel underrepresented by web, too. That's why I think there's a Venn diagram that overlaps a lot um, with alternative politics. So it's just something that, you know, comes with the territory. I don't pay much attention to it. You know, it doesn't line up with my philosophies. It is what it is. So Trump is coming in. He's going to have NFTs. I'm, I bet a lot of people want them. I bet he- hell, he's probably going to bring a lot of people into NFTs that were never there before. So it well, is, and
0: that's that's what I was going to say, right? Like could be a, looking for like a uh, influx. Bitcoin's mooning. Bitcoin's mooning. We're on the run. Maybe that's why the chart crashed. <laughs> Yeah. Sitting at uh, just under 45,000, but I did think it broke through there as Mike track was saying, uh, Mike track also saying March feels like it's going to be a brutal one for NFTs. going to clear out a lot of people going to load up on good projects though. Uh, I mean, yeah, again, highlighting the importance of maintaining some liquidity that you're comfortable with and then just not going too, too crazy with it because there's always going to be great opportunities out there. Will it clear some people out? Yeah, I do think so. We see it every time, but, um, I don't think that a short lived bear market is going to to do too much um, damage in that regard. Uh, a, a, an extended one. And when I say extended, I mean like a real bear market of like two years. I mean, that, that will be a, that will be a tough one for sure. But I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that that's the environment we're in right I, now. And I,
1: I, yeah, no, I was going to say, and this isn't being, you know, cocky or try or, or, um, or not understanding reality, but I don't think it can happen in the current cycle we're in, like a two-year bear, okay? Only because NFT, and I'm not talking about crypto, I'm talking about NFTs in particular are in a mass adoption phase. It's very difficult to have a sustained downturn when you have that overarching force behind you. It's a very large tailwind Uh we're experiencing right now. So you're certainly going to see I I always hate calling them bear markets, as people say. And I say when the volume leaves, I know it's not as clean a term and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's really what you're seeing. It's hard for me to say it's it's hard for me to say it's a bear market when it you know, when it's the type of action that we see. So.
0: Well, I always like to look at like daily active users too. I don't know why I air quoted that daily like active users or participants <laughs> in the
1: market. Honestly, it needs to be air quoted. It's the most overused goddamn metric on earth. And uh, yeah, it
0: it can be, but I mean, I'm just trying to put into perspective the actual size of the NFT market right now because we're you know we're on we're in, in ground zero of it. We're standing on the street, and it feels like this like massive city and and don't get don't get me wrong to us it is you zoom out, you drive a little bit further away and you realize maybe that city isn't as big as you know the one down the street, which is the crypto market or the other one down the street which is the s p market but you know if you have two hundred and fifty thousand users or participants in a marketplace, doubling it to five hundred thousand is not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things doubling that to a million. It's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Going to 2 million is not that big. You know, we are so far away from diminishing returns um, that it's, it's not even funny, right? You want to talk about a market with a billion people in it. Yeah, it's hard to get that, you know, that next multiple right you want that's one of the reasons why facebook has, has had such a hard time they they reached way beyond critical mass they 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 reached a global scale and there was nowhere else for them to really grow and people went oh okay i guess that's it right we're so 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 far away from that yeah
1: um yeah we're we're anywhere near anything like that happening so
0: For sure. Um, On the complete opposite side of things, Dolly Parton and James Patterson, novelist James Patterson is creating um, an NFT books with uh, releases NFTs and books. Dolly Parton is releasing music and artwork NFTs during South by Southwest this year. I feel like Dolly Parton is. Pretty well universally loved. I mean, she's incredibly charitable. Her programs with children's books um, are are huge, and uh, you know, this is kind of more of a feel-good person coming into the space. Do I think it's going to, um, you know, usher in a new era of NFTs? No, probably not. Um, But these are two, you know, people in their in their 70s that are jumping into a new medium and a new, uh, you know, kind of framework for them. And again. We talk about whether or not this is necessary or whether or not we we want the old guard in the NFT space. But these people lend a lot of legitimacy to things, right? These are the kind of people that if I'm at my, you know, my family Christmas dinner and you know, grandma asks what I what I do for a living now or something, I say NFTs like Dolly Parton is someone that I can relate that to now, you know?
1: Yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't know. There are a few people uh, I am as much of a fan of as Dolly Parton. Uh, this woman is soul. This woman is brilliant. I, I I love Dolly Parton. I would ape a Dolly Parton NFT, no cap. Uh, James Patterson's cool. His, his books are great. Uh, I love Dolly Parton's music. I love her vibe. She's so sweet. I don't even know what it is, man. Uh, there are just some people that radiate love and light. I am I am a Dolly Parton fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Great artist, great musician, like been around forever. Jeff is saying this will be my wife's first NFT. She loves Dolly. She's taking the kiddos there for spring break. I mean, again, like perfect. Jeff's wife's first NFT. Welcome to the NFT world. I can already tell you that this news article has brought at least one person in. Right. And that's how you get the ball rolling. So I love to see that. Hey. Right.
1: Me and your wife would have, you know, a good time <laughs> jamming out with some Dolly Parton, man. We love Dolly.
0: We love I think Dolly. Free Market sung Jolene a, a few times on the show, actually. Or at least Jolene.
1: Jolene. She is mm. Dolly Parton, man.
0: Can't get you kind of belted out, man. I'm not going to lie. You got, you, you have know. like a little flair on the end of it, too. I know. Yeah. I
1: yeah. Know. I know. You know, I'm a member. Shut, shut up, party. baby. I know it. Literally, well, you got to understand, <laughs> I auditioned for the great Mela Beat. I don't even think you guys know what this is. But she chose me to be a uh, lead singer of the Lemonettes. Shout out uh, Out of Pocket Entertainment. Shout out Driz. Lead shout singer of 13. the band. Shout out Aaron. Shout out all my Lemonettes, Swen System, Shells. You got a long Eric, list of Kevin. lemons there. This is yeah, no, we out. yeah, we right. have quite a few Orchestra, now. Anybody. But shout out. Yeah, there's good lemon things. Yeah.
0: Um, cat blocks the long rumored pro- or the project with the long, um, rumor of Puma being partnership. I has been confirmed as they say, the cat is out of the bag. Uh, forgot to pull up open C here, but it is, um, you know, it's sitting at about 0.37. Don't know if that was supposed to move the floor or not. I think this price was, uh, by and large baked in, um, even though it wasn't official, the writing was all on the wall there and and i think people knew that it was coming uh puma has changed their name to puma.eth and uh has bought a cool cat and is rocking that as their pfp so welcome to the nft and uh web 3 world puma shoe brands seem to be really leading the charge into getting into this space nike adidas puma um is is Converse in yet? No, I don't think so. I don't. Converse isn't a huge player in the game anymore, anyways. But, um, yeah, kind of, kind of cool. Uh, I don't own any of these cat blocks. Uh, it doesn't.
1: I, I was going to ask. You got Chuck Taylors? Do you have a pair of Chuck Taylors? I don't actually. Do you? I used to when I was a kid. I don't anymore. I, oh,
0: there. I have
1: owned Chuck Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, oh, I was yeah. Asking. yeah, just a, another dope shoes. They don't give me that support that I need. They're good basketball shoes. What?
0: What? Mm, good basketball shoes. Yeah, well that yeah. Hmm. I guess. Oh, you got to get the high tops for them though. High tops, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I, I, exciting. I mean I, I'm going to Obviously, watch what Puma continues to do in this space. Uh, Puma, definitely more of like a cult following than a Nike or Adidas, which is definitely like widespread wide spread and uh, wide reaching. But again, I mean, I always just see this news as bullish. It gets me excited that these things are happening, particularly with NFTs, because you don't see these partnerships form in crypto very often. But NFTs continue to be the way that uh, uh, draw in big and new and old money.
1: Yes, this is, you know, we had Nike, we had Adidas, and now we got Puma in the mix. They've been buying everything cat relay I remember the first day yeah, they lazy lions the market. Thing, <laughs> people realized they were bought. First, they bought one cat project, then another cat project. I was like, oh, shit, they're buying all the cat projects. Front run, front run. Um, <laughs> it's on brand. It's apropos. Uh Again, like R2 just said, this is just another sign of the mass adoption I'm talking about. It's why I don't think there's going to be a sustained bear market for a while Um, as fashion. You know, this is fashion is largely what society can get away with. All right. I want you to think about that statement. Real fashion is what society can get away with. All right. You go look at these fashion shows. You're pushing the envelope. This is an industry that likes to do things that that people don't expect, that shock people, that push us forward in the way we think. Okay. that's what fashion is. It's edgy. All right. They are the first ones dipping their toe into Web3 for a multitude of reasons that all line up with exactly what. You know, what fashion, what that entire industry and what that business model is about. So, Puma, another one goes. Um, I am really waiting on the Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy uh, announcement to see when that conglomerate starts moving their brands into Web3 in a big way. I'm sure maybe one or two have. It's a very large umbrella. Um, but obviously, their largest properties, like the one in their name, Louis Vuitton.
0: Well, we saw one of them open up a metaverse. Um, uh, was it Sandbox or Decentraland? Yes, um, it's Gucci though. Oh, uh, Gucci, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you said uh, uh, Louis Vuitton, right?
1: Yeah, and um,
0: it, again, they, they are the biggest fashion. Um, enterprise in the world.
1: LVMH is one of the largest anything brands in the world. It's a huge conglomerate. They own a lot of brands that you know that you wouldn't think are under that umbrella. Um, and they, yeah, it's it's luxury and fashion. I mean, that's their that's their thing. They're luxury goods. So,
0: oh, I didn't realize number one uh, chess player in the world, Magnus Carlson, is part of Puma too. That's actually a pretty uh, slick jacket he's got on there.
1: That guy's a character, huh? You ever hear him uh, in interviews? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. These chess players, they're all characters. Um, yeah. Bobby. I
0: actually I, I love chess. I'm not very good at it, but Hikaru and uh and and Magnus, yeah, they're very entertaining people.
1: Yeah. My uh my friend in middle school played Bobby Fischer in The Life of Bobby Fischer. Go check out uh, that Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's pretty cool, yeah. man. You are just full of fascinating <laughs> little tidbits today. Like my know. boyfriend's uncle's cousin's Dude, bus driver it? went to school <laughs> with Larry David's <laughs> uncle. No. Right? No, but just a
1: cool connection.
0: No, yeah. it is for sure. That's yeah. You know, I, 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 I realized that like chess was going to be become a big thing again, a couple years ago. And like, I've always yeah. kind of just played it online, whatever. It's a good, just like mental exercise and a, you know, a way to kind of keep on top of some, some brain activity sometimes. But, um, I saw like a YouTube clip of Magnus Carlsen playing online with like his, like, his boys in the background kind of just staring and he's like playing speed chess, just going crazy. And he's just like listening to gangster rap in the back. And I'm like, Oh man, chess is kind of cool now. I'm like, that's pretty cool. It's, and it's exploded. I mean, it's everywhere.
1: Well, I, I would say, look at this. Jeff has made a great point that I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this either. Who is is a cult following because of Kendall uh, or Kylie Jenner, I would argue. And we've talked about this. We've played this game a few times. Like what celebrity would be the most important. Uh, coming into NFTs, you know, I don't know, buying an ape or buying a cool cat or something like that. I do think, you know, Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, yeah. Kyle Jenner, these would be huge, huge. They just have people, you know, on all ends of the spectrum, young, old, middle, uh, middle aged, uh, middle of the country, East Coast, like that the Kardashians intersect everyone like that is. They are arguably the most popular brand in the world when you, you know, take into account all the things they do. Uh Uh, So I think that would be a huge one. I'm not saying that Puma getting in has anything to do with it, but the Kardashians are extremely smart. They're extremely tech forward. They're extremely business savvy. I'm sure they've been having the conversation for a long time. They're not just going to, They're not just going to buy an ape and put it as their PFP because they want to do it. They're certainly going to make fanfare out of it, figure out how to profit from it, without obviously, you know, why, <laughs> trading and selling the ape, but not 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 that way. I'm just saying it's, it's they'll likely make a show out of it to help bolster their brand. So we'll yeah, see well their
0: their their profit comes from the marketing component yeah, of yeah, it. Right? Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly.
0: Trading trading a board ape, you know, maybe even if they make a great trade and net like a solid cool two hundred grand or something. I mean that's nothing. Nothing, yep. nothing, nothing to these brands, not worth the, the barely worth it the time it would take to pay people to analyze these trades or figure it out. And all of that stuff in that regard, again, it's the fanfare and, and the spectacle of it. Puma is in web three. We're talking about Puma right now. I haven't talked about Puma in at least six hours. <laughs> no, wait. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah. I mean, th- this is this is why it works. But again, there's now, as uh, as Jeff pointed out, Kendall or Kylie Jenner, the Jenners, the Kardashian family. Um, there's a there's a pathway there, right? Yep. There is now one less piece of friction to 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 bridge that gap. Um, speaking of cool cats, Klon was on the Oh, shiny show yesterday. I tuned in for the very, very beginning of it, but I was unfortunately unable to listen to the entire thing. Um, the news was not great though. And the, uh, cool pets game has at this point been postponed indefinitely question mark.
1: Yes, indefinitely. They, the the news, while maybe not what the wa- market wanted to hear, I think did calm some people down as it came yeah. from Biden himself. He did explain a few things. I did not see it. I don't want to go over the finer points uh, quoting him when I wasn't there. But the general gist here, Quiltopia is delayed indefinitely, which means that obviously there were technical issues. We don't know what they were. Um, they have said a lot of things to us, but I have always found that you really don't know what happened till the postmortem until you get ahead of it. A lot of times, even when you're in it, it's hard to know exactly what's happening, why and what went wrong. Um, so maybe let's just zoom out a bit here, right? What does this mean for cool cats? What does this mean for, uh, cool pets in that entire ecosystem over there? Well, short term, probably nothing good. Again, we have bearish seasonality behind us right now. You know, cool cats are down 50% from their peak when we were in cool pets fever and milk was the talk of the town and everything was hunky dory. So cats are already down a lot. Now, if the NFT market continues to get worse, if ETH rallies really hard towards 35, 3800, I could see it getting, you know, in ETH terms a little worse for cats than they are here. I am still extremely bullish on cool cats. Did they make some mistakes? Have they had some fumbles? Did they screw up some execution? Yes. I'm not gonna make any excuse for them. I sold my cool pep. I just did. I I sold my cool pep for a very specific reason. I even talked about it. I had seen this before now a few times in markets i obviously I didn't know hundred percent, but I was pretty sure another delay was coming next week i just- you know you just know after you can tell when something is amiss, okay you can't call it you don't know the details, but you could just tell i sold I just thought another delay could really you know again make the price go down a lot further so I'm not trying to make an excuse because it was completely bumbled there's no there's absolutely no excuse here but what is Cool Okay, what? Why was I ever bullish in the first place? It is obviously one of the most prominent, steadfast, real communities out there. Any community building a community is largely basing it on what Cool did, and that doesn't mean it's the same vibe, and that doesn't mean they're doing everything the same. But what we understand as the point oh two project that people bonded over because they love, ended up mooning, went kind of mainstream, made everybody rich and created one of the preeminent properties around, well, that's Cool Cats, okay? That's what it is. Now, I have always seen the potential in Cool Cats in the licensing, in the deal that they made with time, in becoming a children's TV show, ending up on clothes, and so many marketing possibilities Is these have great mass appeal. These also are wholesome. We talk about the cute meta, the wholesome meta. You know, I, I hate those terms often for describing these things. But remember, all celebrities, all people in the public have brands. And it's not saying that one brand is right, wrong or better than the other. But cool cats will be conducive to a lot of people's brands that wouldn't necessarily be conducive with a A or one of the other NFTs that are a quote unquote blue chip or very popular. That's always been the potential. In cool mm-hmm. cats for me, I don't think that's gone anywhere. The problem is, well, like, I just want to actually,
0: you know, extend on that point a little bit. But like, yeah, you know, we saw Eminem and, and Justin Bieber buy board apes. I can't ever imagine them changing their profile picture to a cool cat, and there's nothing wrong with that. But could I see somebody like Taylor Swift doing it? Fuck yeah, you know, like, yeah, or 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 as someone that that's branding is more in line with cool cats. Like these are still great. Great top-tier profile picture. Sorry, continue.
1: Exactly. So I, I think that when I zoom out from that view, I'm still very bullish on cool. I still think this will be the next blue ch- I know everyone is talking about doodles, and now doodles is the new, you know, next one in line. And I actually, it's very hard to disagree. I, I do think doodles has that similar mass appeal. I mean, I'll tell you. That just as a random example, there's a festival in Maine that I've gone to a few times in the cannabis industry. And the flyer they put out this year was doodles themed. They didn't say it in the flyer. It wasn't like a complete ripoff. They didn't put the NFTs in there. I DM the homie. I was like, bro, did the guy who made, you, who made your flyer, uh, is he a fan of doodles? And he goes, yes, I am. I'm, and oh, oh, <laughs> I was like, you fuck. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm so obsessed. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And it's like, that is just because. It has that mainstream, those color palettes, the look. It works, we know, because every derivative that launches now is either doodles or MFers, right? But it just works. Um, I, I don't deny that it could also be the next blue chip, blah, 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 blah. I'm not, I, I'm not down on cats. I'm, I'm down on the execution of their launch. I understand why price is reacting to it. I think the bull case for cool cats is firmly in place. I'd maybe say it's losing their way a little bit, I, you know, and that may not even be fair. I just, it, you know, and I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But let's say you put FMC in charge, you know, the magic wand, I would be very much pursuing the licensing opportunities, the partnering with, you know, known media entities, corporations, shows, things like that, where the cool cats brand would really work. I think that would be the best thing for the brand. We talk about the culture premium. I think Board Apes are a blue chip, and that doesn't mean they won't fall fifty percent. That doesn't, mean, but I think Board Apes are a blue chip because of the culture premium. I don't think, I don't think that's ever going away. I think Board Apes are now historic. You know, history is not necessarily just a factor of time. Uh, once you hit a certain cultural relevance, cough Kevin, cough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. The amount of time you have to be around becomes less and less if you hit a certain amount of cultural relevance. That doesn't mean you won't burn out and go through a quiet period and people will think it was a fad. Kevin, there he is.
0: Uh, Throw some hundreds up for Kevin. <laughs> yeah. But
1: if people want to ask me why haven't Cool Cats hit 2030 ETH yet, it's because they don't have that cultural premium. If you want to ask me why they're suffering right now, it's because of the poor execution of the game and milk token before they had that cultural premium. So still bullish on cool cats. The problem is I don't think it's an overnight fix, but I do think it's now going to present you an opportunity if you wanted to flip your way into a cat. If you had been looking, if you had been shopping, I think the next month is going to provide you an opportunity to do that on discount. So that's how I'm looking at cool cats. Very disappointed in the launch. Still very bullish on the collection. I love the team over there. Uh, it, it's Uh You know, I, I it's just it is a it is what it is. So I think they will recover. We're in a tough period right now. We love the. I cats. mean, bullish on the kids.
0: Yeah, I'm still. If I had enough liquidity where I felt comfortable buying one of these, I mean, we we would start to be talking about a pretty decent price range again.
1: I do think they about this five or six. I mean, yeah.
0: I, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, was like, you know, it, the, the secondary is such a hard thing. Like if you were to buy this now and not worry about the price for the next year, like, I think you'll be fine. But if you were to buy this now and you don't want to stomach that, like you, you might be watching it go down further and that's okay. As long as you're not starting to feel FOMO or regret, or you're going to, you know, paper hand it. Yeah, um,
1: here's the other thing I always say, you know, if I'm going to buy a twenty three thousand dollar J and I'm buying one, right? I'm not, I'm not clearing out one row of cool cats here. I, I can't do that. See, all right? I can't just buy a bunch of floors I know I'm going to sell later because of blah, blah blah. If I'm buying a cool cat, it's the one I love. It's me trying to find my forever cat. I'm like shopping what,
0: for them live on the show,
1: right, right, right. I'm likely to go above floor for that, so. When we're looking at seven and you're telling me, oh, it's going to fall to five. I don't particularly care too much. I'm lur- In my mind, it's like, all right, I got to spend five to ten on one of these cats. I want the one I want. Uh, let You know, and you got to be patient and wait for it, I think, when you're doing that type of thing. Look, when you could buy six of them and you're just eight, yeah, buy five right off the floor, cheapest you possibly can, and then get one you like and uh, move on to Valhalla.
0: Yeah, I mean, to come full full circle on this conversation and go back to the uh, conversation you had with O'Shiny and just kind of, you know, come out and say, look, it's going to be a substantial amount of time before this actually gets off the ground. And again, like, I apologize because I didn't have time to listen to it, but that's the the long and short of it. Um, That was probably the best thing they could have done at this point because every failed expectation. Um, if you say next week, couple days, next week, um, 24 hours, just just a little bit longer. Every time you fail to meet that expectation that you've set, the sentiment becomes lower and lower and lower, it's just a it's just a reality, right? They finally just come out and said, and I'm actually applauding them. This isn't this isn't me talking shit about them. Just come out and said, like, look, we don't know when it's going to be ready. You're just going to have to be patient with it, and it is what it is. Boom, the monkeys off the back now, right? Like. Yep everybody can breathe easy. Everybody has the appropriate expectation. And that is just who knows. And that's fine. The price can figure itself out now. Everybody can just make an informed decision about whether they say, you know, now I need to sell. Now I don't want to sell. Now is the time to buy. Everything has just been reset for cool cats. And I think that that was the best case scenario. Honestly, I felt the same way about raid party. It was tough being like, 24 hours, just give us three days. The game will be done. A couple of weeks ago, they finally just said like, look, we're aiming for March 4th now. We've got a lot of work to do. We're going to get down to it. We're going to communicate about what we're doing daily. And honestly, I haven't thought about Raid Party a whole lot one way or another until like maybe today, just with March 4th kind of coming. And I hope that they hit that because it'll be rough to watch them not hit that. And I I don't think it'll have a, a, a great effect on their. Or sorry, I don't think it'll do anything good for their project. I'm still bullish on it. I haven't sold a single thing of Raid Party. But when they finally just set that realistic expectation of like, fine, it's going to be a couple of weeks and this is what it, it is, what it is. I think everybody felt a sigh of relief, whether or not you were frustrated by it. There was initial knee jerk reaction of, you know, oh, my God, like blah, 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 blah. but uh, apart from that initial like two hour reaction, everyone's like, OK, now I can make my choices. Am I willing to wait till March 4th? I am. Perfect. I don't have to think about it until then now. Great. I don't want to wait. Well, I could sell now. And now I can I, I can just move on with my life. That's fine. These are great moves. Doing the 24 hours, sorry, not then, not good. Like just just, you know, kicking the can down the road uh, a couple of inches is uh is never going to do well for you. So, I think Cool Cat's actually just coming out and doing this. It's hard to stomach. It's hard to swallow. I'm sure there was no part of Klon that loved going up on that stage and, and being the bearer of that news. But I guarantee everybody feels better now.
1: Yes. And that that was the main thing here. You wanted to hear from... Look, you wanted to hear from the CEO of Klon. And having Klon go up there whether the public whether he made the public feel better. And I'm sure we will still suffer through cool cats fun for the next few weeks as as price finds its floor here. Uh, to have Klon go up there, I think made a lot of cats feel better, uh, made them feel good about the project again. And like I said, I'm, I'm still very, very bullish on cool cats. I think they're going to going to be a blue chip here at some point this year as they gain that culture. Remember, it's not even about price for me, though price, it, uh, it will correlate to it. It will. I mean, there's no, it, it will reflect exactly in its price, but it needs that cultural relevance. And I think that's coming for them. I think we haven't heard anything from time for a while. And I, I you know, they're not doing nothing. So uh, big things are coming this year. This is going to be, we're going to look at March as a very big opportunity. And we're going to be pointing back to it a lot this year.
0: For sure. Yeah. Just to wrap the cool cats conversation up, decoy asking, will the price drop further at this point? I think cool cats are dependent on the state of the market. I think all things considered, everything is now out in the open, baked in. and I I don't anticipate them getting a pump. I think that as the price falls, there will be people there to catch it, but um, it's going to be, it's going to be more correlated to the market. I
1: I really don't think these will lose five ETH, but there were a lot of five uh, ETH offers being accepted. The sure, yeah. That you're creating, uh, Ukraine um, so, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, put it past it falling to five here. Wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah. Um, we also just touched
0: on doodles, but again, like, uh, going back to the space doodles, doodles doing really well. 11 ETH space doodles kind of, uh, there were only a couple of sales where people thought they were getting an additional NFT and, and accepted some substantially low, uh, or listed for substantially low and they got picked up that didn't uh it didn't cause too big of an impact on doodles or anything regarding their ecosystem but um i gotta say again spending some time looking at them yesterday and whatnot i mean they they they've just fucking crushed it these things look so good so um also maybe some hints of a game there did you see any of that
1: you there With doodles, you're saying there were hints of a game?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there were people talking about it in the doodle discord, but if you actually go into the NFTs and, you know, this isn't like a a big secret or anything, but there's this levels um, indicator and it has levels of bladder management, which I would assume is like maybe the amount of time you can run a mission for or something like that. Right. Kind of the the Mm -hmm. doodles way of saying that mechanical knowledge, piloting ability, rank, stamina and vibe captaining. Now. If you go into the white paper about space doodles and whatnot, they say they use words like currently or like, you know, for now or like the idea of leveling. So it seems to be something built in here that is implying that your doodle will be able to get better. They say, you know, they say um, with the properties and the sector, they say this is the, the sector of the galaxy that you're currently flying in, right? And that's very specific terminology to use, right? Because it implies that there are other things to come with it. So I'm starting to think now, maybe you're going to be able to travel around this galaxy. Maybe you can get to more rare sectors and stuff like that as your abilities increase and uh, and whatnot. Now, they haven't explicitly that I've seen, and I spent some time looking at this yesterday, come out and said it, but it does seem to be built in.
1: Right. I think so which is, oh, uh, is, is okay.
0: pretty cool. Programmed, my friend. That's what the kids say. Programmed, programmed in. Well, I mean, it's literally programmed in. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but very I cool. I just them. wanted to touch on that because I, I kind of realized after the show yesterday that that was something.
1: Now, I don't own a doodle, so I can't sit here Me like neither. this is what I would have But I think I would have wanted a more traditional rocket ship than like the shopping cart or the, the Volkswagen Bug. With a. Hand. I love them. Um, I love them. I know. You like the yeah, weird. Yeah. Good. I hope you pull a weird one if we if you get, if you get a doodle.
0: <laughs> can you? Yeah. Was, this is this, this is fucking hilarious to me. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, if you're um, if you're shopping a doodle, is there a way to see what the spaceship looks like while you're shopping it? Uh,
0: I, you know, I actually don't know the answer to that.
1: Yeah, that's a good question, because that would be a good uh like, yeah, there must be a way on the doodle I site so. that a shopper can see what their potential ship would be, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's not even revealed till you do that first, um, that first transaction. So maybe the more business minded Doodle holders out there think to themselves, "Well, if I leave it unrevealed, and there's some rare ships out there, my Doodle may get a premium, even if it's a common." Um, you see what I'm saying there?
0: Yeah. No, I totally get it. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll do some. Uh, uh, I'll do some looking into We're that. Released. What does that is mean? Is that really? true? No, I think it's trolling.
1: You trolling we us? We just did
0: a full segment on how cool cats... Ah, are are you project, and then they just drop the bomb.
1: Hold on, let me go look at the... I don't see anything VLRI. on the Uh <laughs> Today, 10.34 a.m. The tech update has largely changed. They've continued to optimize the back end. Alchemy has provided more details. Luckily, it seems Polygon is functioning. Nonetheless, we... we When we are ready to launch, we will be at the mercy of Polygon. Polygon, And I feel it makes sense for us to wait a few days after any fixes are announced. So the announcement I'm seeing posted uh, about five minutes ago is saying that the problems still exist. Um, They're largely due to the Alchemy RPC and Polygon. And even when they believe they are fixed, they think it will be two or three days of either testing or something like that before it's up and running. So that was the the latest one. uh, I just saw Mike Snyder may have just meant they released an announcement, not that uh, Cool Pets. Oh,
0: Mike's, yeah, Cool Pets just released and then pasted the announcement. I got it. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. I also want to say that I've seen your messages about uh, Weed Gang. I do have it pulled up on the the back end of the show. Sorry, were you about to say something?
1: I think that was it. Yeah, uh, just the Cool Cats announcement, and that's uh, that's it. They say there's still uh, same problems are still there. Indefinite when they get back up and running, uh, and tell you that the technical problems are fixed. It'll be a few days after that that the game gets going. So no, no worry, Mike. No worry.
0: I'm Just- easily confusable, so don't apologize. Yeah, 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 I wake up confused. <laughs> Um, last little bit, I guess we're kind of still on news slash NFTs, but I just want to say a congratulations to you and, uh, your co-host of the lemon squeeze, Michael, um, for this announcement that little lemons has just put out, um, Oh, I didn't pull it up on the right screen. My apologies. That was very anticlimactic, but I was, I thought I was nailing it here. Um, everyone welcome our new little lemons friend team member, the legend himself, Michael Rip. Rippy, Rip, Ripp, Rip, Rippy, Michael Rippy. Michael apologies. Ripp. I should have got that started out before.
1: Uh, not even, believe me, it was only until like a few days ago that everyone on the screen was like, oh, so that's who you pray. People would call him Rip. And look, yeah. we affectionately call him the Rippler. Rippey. He loves that. Sorry, Michael, if you're listening.
0: All good. Michael Rippy is now our Lemon Business Dev Manager. The Morning Squeeze is now an official Spaces for Lemons hosted by Michael FMC, and Shadow Chasers. Ah. So much fun to come. We love the lemons.
1: It's right um, official. Right to official. No, it's great. Uh, Michael has now uh, become a member of the team. Huge congratulations to them. This is, believe me, if you know Michael, this is huge news. I'm so excited for it. And yeah, morning squeeze. We're now official. No longer do we have to say unofficial uh, lemon spaces. We are officially uh, the morning squeeze is part of the Little Lemons NFT project. So very, very excited, very happy. Tune in today, twelve PM Eastern, nine AM Pacific. Con-
0: congratulations to the three of you. Uh, well deserved, and you know, um, you know. Sometimes I, I feel a little bit of jealousy with Michael. You know, you hop off the the show here, and then you go hang out with Michael. And you know, sometimes I I listen to it, and he's a, he's a, such a good host. And I say, you know, what's what's wrong with me? So, oh, you! No. <laughs> too. Oh, you too. yeah no big big shout out there um yeah okay let's start getting into some of the nft drops that happened yesterday we'll look at some of the stuff that was going down today um you know things seem quiet but lots of stuff are happening antonyms was something that was brought up yesterday on the show seems like there's a little bit of hype around that now the half of them have been released the total collection is 8888 these were uh i recall correctly a 0.25 mint i'm sorry if i got that wrong but sitting at just under 1 eth right now so doing pretty incredible in regards to that gotta say like you know 3d is kind of hit or miss for me um it's not always in my wheelhouse and i don't actively uh, uh, seek them out but looking at some of the previews these are you know they're kind of cool they have a, definitely a unique style uh, with them and uh, I, I I understand why people are excited and, and looking at these um, huge following on Twitter as well but uh, but yeah quite a good cook there the only thing that I was having a little bit of a hard time oh no I, I apologize I forgot that I had found this little infographic that they did. Very hard to read this, actually. Um, The Dutch auction is starting today uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific, so 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Dutch auction is starting at 20% above the floor price. So I'm assuming at this point, we're looking at just over um, 1 ETH, and it's dropping by 0.1 every 10 minutes. I do like that they're uh, pretty aggressively dropping the price, but I am surprised to kind of see a Dutch auction uh, going down in this market. The um, the 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 overall marketplace seems to have rejected them pretty hard. Uh, there's definitely a black mark surrounding anything to do with like these mass scale Dutch auctions that are you know going down in in this regard. So I mean I'm going to be watching this with interest, not minting it myself. Um, but we'll see if maybe there's some some reapproval there for these. Uh interesting dynamic to just price it 20% above the floor, and we'll see where it kind of mints is that what they there. look like? That thing there. Well, that this is just kind of like in the style of their newsletter. This looks like it's pretty degraded in terms of like uh um,
1: look like that. That's <laughs> the
0: style of them. This is kind of well, this is the hate promo that they did. Don't love that, but this is like the model that they're doing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. This is definitely more of something that's, like, looking towards, like, a metaverse play. See one of these. Remember,
1: <laughs> <whenever>. <laughs> right, <yeah>. No, one <laughs> of those comes up behind me in, a, in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: it depends which face. You know, uh, this one kind of looks sad. And you're going to say, oh, don't worry, little guy. It'll be all right. And then it turns it sideways. Yeah, and,
1: little. And, uh, if they come up to, like, my knee, I'm, I'm fine with it. If these things are, like, eight feet tall, uh, it's very off-putting. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> like eight feet tall, yeah, this oh, would be... Yeah.
0: You never, you know, but in the same way, if the lemons are eight feet tall, I'm going to be fucking scared yeah, shitless of them did too. You
1: know, after Pixel Lemons were announced, that was the first question I asked our young lemon lord, Cenarius, How big are these lemons? I, this is what I wanted to. Are they are they real life lemon size? In other words, you could fit one in your hand. Do they come up to like your knee, your yeah, waist? Are right. they human size lemon? I mean, this I cannot wait to see these things in the metaverse. I'm very. Uh, Very excited. You know, it's a. I found out if you want the real technical answer, it's different for each metaverse depending on which metaverse you're in. There's actually, it's weird how that works. Uh, It's more, I thought it would be a fun question. It was more technical than I had expected.
0: Um, Oh, this is kind of cool, though. I'm just like scrolling through their Twitter.
1: One of those. Is asking fmc is that a sell the news kind of thing well usually the saying goes buy the rumor sell the news and there has not been a lot of buying the rumor my friend so that's not quite sell the news situation though <laughs> i'm not sure if they can go anywhere. They'd sell if you want but i don't even know if uh, you'd get zero at this point Where you know just the way it is jcv are you talking about lemons yeah, I was talking about like, he, that's what he was asking if this is. A yeah, sale. yeah,
0: I thought, I thought so. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't remember how long that was sent. I was trying to dissect it. Yeah, uh, sure. Rubber, rubber duck party went down as well. Looks like there's some of them left for the public sale. Um, sitting at a .21 floor. Um, again, we had, I I think some mixed feelings about these. I think by and large, the art style is good. I just wasn't a fan of the dotted line, but again, like seeing the process work and whatnot on the, uh, on the tweeters on the iPad or whatever system he was using there was kind of cool. I I just love process stuff. Right. And, you know, it kind of humanizes what's been made. You understand that, like, I think we all understand that with generative art, somebody is behind the scenes making it, but it's always great to actually make that connection too.
1: I don't know if you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said this whole project quacks me up.
0: Ah, (laughs) man. Why didn't I think of that pun? You
1: don't have to force it. No, I know. That was.
0: No, no. That was good.
1: Oh. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. There, there, FMC. No. uh, Rubble, rubber, rubble, rubber duck bath party uh, is going down at 11 a.m. It's a raffle mint for the rest of them. 1,400 left available, and they will be minting at. 0.08 ETH pretty reasonable price honestly at this point so um I guess at 11 a.m in 13 minutes oh shit uh if you're trying to get in on this and you're able to get into the raffle I would uh I would go do so nothing wrong with them yep minting your battlefly in just over an hour well good luck um well i was gonna say good luck uh good news my friend i do have that pulled up as well battlefly is going down uh today setting up for a uh noon p.m noon p.m noon eastern time uh mint thirty thousand of these are going down you do have to have some magic in your wallet to do so, but the mint price is free, and uh, this was a project that I think we were both excited for. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to mint these, and that's fine. But uh, I've I've liked everything I've seen from them. Do you have a little bit more info about about this project?
1: Well, this was Icon Alpha. Icon, yes, yes, yes. Covered this project, uh, brought us some list spots that we were able to give away on the show here, and everyone's super excited about it. And like I said, there are a few people in this room that when they say something, I just listen. Whether it's Merlo or Icon or Lucas, these guys just know their shit. Uh, And that's why I think this is going to be an automatic cook. Uh, And yeah, looks good. This could be one of those uh, big magic projects, even though magic is down a bit. And my Swole's, I couldn't trade for a pack of cigarettes right now. It's okay. That's all right. Uh, But yeah, this one looks to be a veritable
0: cook. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't have the chart pulled up, but I I actually thought Magic was going through a little bit of a rebound phase. I saw some people getting excited about it um, in the dojo. I want to say Indeed. a couple days ago, but I fuck at this point, I don't know what, what, what time is even anymore. Um, but you know, again, just going back to Battlefly, all of the art that I've seen, all of the stylization, uh, some of the partnerships that they've kind of teased at and whatnot all look so, so good. Um, 30 K collection as James is saying is huge, but it looks awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it is a free mint too. So, um, you know, you get to, uh, uh, get to see what kind of ecosystem they're going to be building in there and uh it's definitely one that we're going to have to dig a little bit deeper into once it kind of kicks off and uh, i'm going to write the i'm going to write the reminder right now actually why not um but yeah good luck to everybody that's minting that today as well i hope it's uh, an absolute battle fly yeah i mean they pulled this little video up here uh, oh, it's a two minutes. I thought it was a teaser. Um, art looks great on it, though. Dippers. Dippers. Dippies. So somebody else mentioned in the show all over that one as well. Dippies is minting today, and these are looking really good, too. You made a great point. This looks like what the Cheech and Chong NFT uh, from a couple yeah. weeks ago should have been. Um, but just, you know, clean, simple, easy, easy to digest art style. Um yeah, what do you what do you know about Dippies?
1: I know that the colorways entice me. The art looks really great, and they're going to be on the Andrew Wang Spaces podcast thing. That never heard. That's usually a pretty good sign that something is something to watch. So I started watching it the other day. Uh, it, it, like I said. Go look at their uh, animations, at the little things they drew on their site. Looks really good. I love them. I'm going to be diving deep into this project. But yeah, yesterday I heard they're going on. I had, I had discovered it like a week ago. Yesterday I heard they're going on uh, Andrew Wang. And I was like, oh, this is one to watch. The Dippies.
0: Yeah, I'm just uh, going through this video right now. I'm hoping that there's some art previews or something in there. But uh <laughs> can't read that fast.
1: JCV asks, swole for a lemon. Who wins that trade? By far the lemon. Uh, lemons will flip swoles and never look back. It'll be, it'll be uh, emphatic. <laughs>
0: Dippy's going down. Presale is 1 p.m. Eastern today. They're going down for 0.06. I could see these doing very well on the secondary market too. Um, I don't have the information on what the allocation is for the presale, but um, watch out for the Andrew Wang show starting and about 40 minutes too. So it might be some, uh, some some good content to consume if you're at all bullish on this project. But you know, I was scrolling through their uh their Twitter and everything that I've seen there is uh it oh it's almost like um uh what is that Beatles yellow submarine kind of style right yes am uh, I off yeah. am I
1: off with that no 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 I think that I think that's pretty accurate I just I think you know the the work here is very good and that's really what it comes yeah. down. So I like I liked their little cool. like the the picture of their hippy dippy world. -hmm. If you know what it is, it's like it feels like the same color palette as Doodles, but it's different. It just has that like it's great matching. they're bright, they're bold, they're fun. That that thing. Oh, I like that. Look at that. This is fun. I'm in a I'm in a vibe right now. Look at me vibe. Oh, the music's good too. What are you doing here? Where did you? When did you show up here, Kevin? I bought a Kevin derivative yesterday. I'll admit it.
0: Oh god, the ke- I didn't even talk about the Kevin derivatives. They've been everywhere. Um, I mean, I'm I'm seeing the similarities. I'm seeing the similarities to doodles in this, but I also think that like this is like a very common of that like psychedelic groovy yellow submarine style yeah. art. Very flat colors, some bright, some not. Um, very interested to see that go down. I'm I this is actually one that if they're not absolutely cooking. On the secondary, um, after the uh, public sale, uh, I might actually grab a couple of these. I, I like them. I like them. This yeah, is good. Right. Uh, this is good promo material too.
1: Are there board Kevin's now, Jonatello? I saw the Kevin Mfers yesterday and the Kevin Punks. I think the Kevin, Kevin Kev- Punks are killing it. We're the ones that really started to moon. Um, but yeah, I think every uh, every person in NFTs needs something with Kevin on it. Kevin is a He's, a, he's the fucking
0: NFT mascot now. Yeah, like, you know, this is, so you know, I, I hope Kevin never changes.
1: Everything else in that project can get fixed. Do not touch Kevin. Don't touch. I know. Well, that's just so interesting to me. It's so interesting. Like what, what the calculus is going forward for this because I just sense two rug pulls coming. I just do. The first one was that Dutch auction and the second one is going to be uh, yeah. The second one Listen, is going Listen. to be when they rug Kevin. Just Kevin's. And then there was Where My Kevins Go, which was like oh. where I've <laughs> tried to pull all these Kevin up. Kevin around the world. There was Kevin MFers. There was Kevin, Kevin. Yeah. Pixel Kevins.
0: We well we said Kevin, Kevin Wonk. Now there's Kevin Wonks, there's Kevin Punks, and now Kevin Wonks. I mean this is this is hilarious. We we, we said that it was going to be 48 hours until Kevin derivatives started popping up everywhere, and and uh, here we are. Um, honestly though, uh, only Kevin. Did you mention that one?
1: The only Kevin's. Those are popular too. Ah, it's see I don't get it. The Kevin Punks. I see they're mooning. They're doing okay, <laughs> but I want something more Kevin-ish, like this.
0: This is pretty Kevinish, yeah. I mean, again, going back to Pixelmon, it was it it was um, horribly botched. People were very upset about it. But this is like, honestly, Kevin is the best case scenario for that project because it's keeping eyes on it in a very good light. People are having fun with it. They're memeing the shit out of it. There's derivatives coming out of it. And you know, if there was one thing that I would say to Pixelmon is, go ahead. I hope you're using that money to fix what you need to to hire an appropriate team. Uh, to put out what you promised on the onset of your project. But now don't fuck with Kevin. I don't know how else to say it. Just don't fuck with Kevin.
1: Kevin. No, I think Kevin is going to burn out, right? People are going to get sick of Kevin. All the Kevin stuff is going to crash, but then pay attention to the ones that quote unquote had a moment, especially the underlying Kevin himself. Again, I think, I think I'd be too scared to buy the actual Kevin given what is, is possibly coming with the metadata. Yeah. Uh,
0: it, it, Kevin is. Yeah. I, I agree with that, but I gotta say like, I gotta believe that for all of the, the shit that this, uh, the Pixelmon team has, uh, as, as put out to date, that they will understand what they have in Kevin. And and at least just lean into it. Maybe that will or won't be the case. But I'm assuming the community is going to speak up on Kevin's behalf and uh, and and keep Kevin in action here on
1: Kevin's behalf. What are we even saying?
0: What? No, Kevin needs representation. Get this guy an agent. Get this guy, you know, a Hollywood movie, a Netflix series. Not erased. We cannot erase Kevin. No, don't forget about Kevin. Kevin cannot be forgotten. <laughs> no, and simple's saying memes move markets. They absolutely do. Kevin, everybody in NFTs right now is going to look back on the this 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 area of the NFT um, trend or our NFT life cycle and see Kevin and remember it with fondness. Because as we go further into the future, things are going to change. We're going to have more people. But Kevin is going to be an OG NFT participant inside joke. You're going to get Kevin. And I think that, you know, I I, I get it. I get why it's so popular. I get why these have mooned. I don't think that this is bad for the market. I don't think it's a shame. I think Pixelmon in general was bad for the market. But Kevin was literally the best case scenario to come out of Pixelmon. I think it was better than if they had just looked good, maybe not for the holders. I, I shouldn't say that because I don't want to see people get like rugged or, or catfished in that way. But I mean, this is, this is the best exposure for Pixelmon that could have asked for.
1: Correct. Kevin Maxey, Kevin, lazy Lima. He is Kevin. We are all Kevin just kevin kevin zuki
0: ken wonks yeah uh most of these derivative are not doing well this isn't like a buy thing this is just people having fun and being pure pure dgens but kevin punks actually doing pretty well 0.87 on the floor 332 eth in volume traded and a great supply of just 555 so kevin punks are a, a thing but uh but yeah What else are we looking at here? Um, Let's turn some music on. Do we have any other projects that we were going to go over? I think I've exhausted all of my um, awful tabs here. Uh, Dippies, Battleflies, Lemon Friends. uh, Turn some music on. Just chill out a little bit. Lazy Lima is Kevin. Mm. Oh, Weed Gang. Thank you, Mike. Oh, I knew knew you were going to remind me. Thank you. Appreciate that now let's just find which browser i had that pulled up on weed gang dot game have you heard of this one free market a lot of people uh, bring it
1: up you would think i would have right oh
0: i mean there's a lot going on not necessarily yeah,
1: i know. the gang dot uh, game i've heard it talked about that's not a bad looking varietal they seem to have there in the uh in the what banner train
0: would this be what was what are we looking at here
1: uh unfortunately it's live and on the plant it looks like and it's too zoomed in for me to tell if you needed me to take a shot in the dark here let me see let me calibrate my brain um yeah it's too tough close thing i would just be taking a step. um I gotta lean chemish dieselish, just based on the structure there. So something chem diesel. I mean, I'll throw it out. I'll just say uh, uh, uh I'll say it's a chem dog back cross. I'll say it's a chem dog Even though I know that's wrong. I just I can't place it. It's too zoomy. I
0: remember a time where we just called it
1: weed. Yeah, yeah. No, De- you know what? Destry, that's actually a good guess. It does kind of look like GG4. GG4? Oof. Yeah, um Gorilla Glue number four, which was sued by Gorilla Glue and forced to change their name to GG number four. Right now, the four refers to the fourth phenotype in their hunt. Uh, When you grow out plants from two parents, cannabis is a dioecious plant. That means there are male and female varieties of cannabis to make. New seeds, you need one of each. You need a male and a female. The male has to pollinate the female. Now, um,
0: when a male plant a, and a female plant,
1: right, well, alone. no, but as you can imagine, just like with children, once you have a hundred offspring or 200 offspring that mm. plants produce, um, you will get a lot of variation. Some will be studs, some not so much, some in the middle, some will help. Some are going to smell like things you've never seen before as they take on traits of great, great grandparents that were recessed and only came out in service. So you grow out hundreds of plants, only one or two are keepers, as we call it. For Gorilla Glue, there were a few of them. The most famous is the number four. So you know it as GG number four It was the fourth phenotype in his hunt. There it is. Gorilla Glue number four.
0: I understood some of what you said there.
1: Yeah. No, it's just a good guess based on the coloration and, and all that type of stuff there. Could we... Now, did I hear this was a P2E game? Sure is. Feed, trade, get paid. Interesting.
0: Play to earn, collect legendary strains, own your in-game assets. Weed Gang is a multiplayer on-chain DeFi strategy game that combines utility-based NFTs with a tokenomics model and PVP gameplay.
1: Player versus player. That's Mm. bold.
0: Curious as to how that. A multiplayer risk game. Um, Maybe that's kind of PVP in the sense of like wolf game or whales game or something. Maybe not. We, let's read further. Weed Gang pushes the boundaries of P2E game theory using a sophisticated tokenomics model for the in-game currency RAX combined with multiple types of NFTs and game mechanics for probabilistic breeding, risk-based PvP battling and a rich trading ecosystem. What is RAX? Does that does that have any meaning to you? RAKS?
1: Is that uh instead like um a, a oh, nod? R-A-K-S? No, it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what it is. These are going down for point
0: zero eight. You could stake your strains immediately to generate racks, which will allow you to battle and breed.
1: Oh, they must mean racks like uh, ten grams, right? Could be a rack. That's what I, that's what I a thought. A rack, rack yeah, dollars. A band is a thousand dollars,
0: right? Yeah, rack comes from the casino rack, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hundred dollar chips. Yep.
1: Hmm. Yep. But I, uh, in my head, it's spelt with a C. So I get R A K S was their spelling, you said? R A
0: K S is theirs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I had no idea what it meant. Very nice looking. Well, who's on the team? Let me see if it's anyone in the cannabis industry I know.
0: We have Shaffin Diamond, Ryan no. Wilson, Security no. and DevOps, Calvin Morrow, and Dan Sutton, Community Instigator. What kind of name is that? What, Dan Sutton?
1: Community instigator. (laughs) What in the. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just, you know, instigate some community.
1: Oh, look at that, uh, R2. The founder is Canadian and appears to have a massive weed farm. Can we get an IRL interview?
0: Hmm. I'm in. Oh, yeah, Mike is saying that he appears to have a massive weed farm. I, I love when we're saying things like that. He appears to have a massive weed farm.
1: I actually, I mean, I like all the visuals. It seems very niche and nerdy to me. Like, I, you know, but no, maybe they've simplified it enough. It's interesting. It's interesting. As somebody who's been deep in both industries, cannabis and NFTs, I have felt like nothing has quite honored cannabis yet or nothing has been smart and i think you know art needs to move stuff forward like just slapping the word weed on art isn't it so maybe this concept is i will will i'll dive into it and see it here but up till this point i haven't seen anything cannabis related i've loved but i'll i'll dig it on weed gang today
0: yeah you I, oh it's uh yeah 5 p.m eastern going down too mm-hmm. for those who know ah uh, i mean i like the people talking about it you seem to have like a interesting take on it i might might stick around and see uh, i guess that's pre-sale i'm not going to be able to get in on that now
1: they did a spaces with MVHQ, doodles yep. and have a lot of interesting videos on cannabis farming interesting interesting
0: that's cool thank you thank you for bringing that up i uh i saw it on the uh the daily drops and alpha mint um now,
1: if it had said I whiskey like game, doodle- I would have I clicked doodle- on it. I didn't know Doodles would host a project like that. That's do they do. That's
0: <laughs> it. Ah, Doodles pretty out there, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Doodles. Are- I love it because they're like you think they're like these elite. You know, there are certain projects that aren't going to fucking host weed gang in there. Uh, whatever. Right. Like I-, I won't name them, but there are certain wholesome, wholesome projects that wouldn't host something like weed gang. Cool cats. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I don't even know what that is. Uh Yes. I, I you know, I'm what I guess it was a, a spaces on, on Twitter, but I'm wondering if it was in their discord doodles. I guess not. I got to start wa- listening to those doodle spaces. The thing is they're always competing against us. That's why. <laughs> the...
0: uh You have a space that's coming up today with Maz, I believe, right? We
1: do. Yes. We're, there's a scheduling we have to finish up we have to get the scheduling lined up so i don't have a time uh for you right now we're discussing that we we are trying to make it uh easier for people in the european time zone to tune in because when we were doing 9 p.m uh obviously it was close to morning in asia and evening in america but europe was kind of squeezed out of that so we're trying to figure out a better time um for that and hey Ogres have almost minted out. We're at 2800 I'm hoping I can sneak one more in here um, before they run out. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Dope. Um
0: for anybody that's interested, we got about maybe uh 15, 20 minutes uh left in the show ish. If you want to come up on stage with us, the link is up in the AM show chat for the Moon Lounge members, as always more than welcome to i think we got some other stuff we can go over too. um jurassic forest saying rack of high society equals ten thousand dollars and i gotta say the only thing that i can ever think of is uh mike mcd asking for three racks of high society as he walks into um oh what's his name? Uh, poker club poker club stack of high rack. society yeah oh yeah. rack of high society stack yeah three stacks of high society that's right um rounders what's uh what's the the guy's name john malkovich plays him uh teddy kgb oh teddy kgb yes mm. i gotta i'm due for a watch of that don't movie do my putt
1: <laughs> splashing the fucking pot don't splash the fucking putt you know
0: what, it's it's actually funny. I don't know if you've watched Billions, but he basically became that character for uh, like a did season and a half. Yeah, it. yeah. He, it wasn't his name in it. I know, I know. He plays like a Russian mob and uses the exact same accent because that show was actually uh, made by the same people who did Rounders, if I recall yeah. correctly.
1: Yeah, well, no, look, that's, um, you know that's that's john Malkovich doing a russian accent i wouldn't expect it to be too different and i'm here for it anytime he does it i love uh, i love john malkovich
0: area very, uh, very beloved um and in, in its almost ridiculous nature but uh he he rocked it well and um you know the movie was better off for it if you guys haven't seen rounders i mean you got to check it out yeah classic were great. Only- Great movie to talk about poker and, like, put people in, like, a poker scene without, like, shoving it down your throat, you know? Like, right. some of those movies, like, they go to in-depth, they'll, like, stop the movie, and then they have to explain, this is the turn, this is the river, and it, like, really pulls you out of it,
1: but, uh... Look, but yeah, this, that,
0: that one was good.
1: Aaron, yeah, this is Aaron Sorkin. All right. The backdrop, the backdrop here is poker, but this guy's a master. You know, it was really a story. This was a story about characters. I think all good movies are stories about characters. That's why character development is so important. It almost doesn't matter what the backdrop is. We are we are looking at human experience. Movies are are have a central conflict. How do those humans react? And it was masterful. And it both respected and honored poker. I mean, they had uh, Howard Letterer on as a consultant during that movie. Um, it was very, very accurate to how poker is actually played. Remember, most movies portray poker in a way that is never played, that a rich person could just come in and keep raising until you don't have any more money and could just force you out of the game. That's not how poker works. But in movies, it was nice. it was this nice dramatic effect that some guy could just say, well, I raise you my car, and now because you can't respond. (laughs) That's how poker works, okay? It's so true, yeah. No, and honestly, until Rounders, it was always portrayed that way. Like, that. I don't know how that trope started, um, but Rounders changed that. They managed to really honor it. And I will tell you, they they go into some deep, deep professional game theory there without it bogging down the movie and and boring, uh, you know. Yeah. The, people, the people watching so
0: I, I gotta say two things Kanish is absolutely like the epitome of like the the hardened poker vet like oh, you can find God. a handful of Kanish's at any poker club or casino that you go to um played so well and the the initial hand that bad beat on the river like most of the time that's such a like a cheesy mm-hmm. trope of like this like ridiculous straight flush beat by a royal flush pulls four of a kind and then it's beat by like you know a one like that that hand was such a real hand and I just I felt my heart sink and it wasn't because it was ridiculous because I've been there when you're watching that and you're like I've got it I've got the, the, the nuts this is my chance yeah. and like you just get fucking slammed down it hurts you don't it hurts know. so much and my heart sank the first time i saw that
1: it's so true it's so true it's very hard to not make it contrived and you know because we always say that's why live poker was so interesting because if you had seen the things that happened in live poker and someone oh, made yeah. a movie about it oh, you yeah. would feel that you'd be like oh psh. That's not believable. You would think it was contrived. They always say fact is much stranger than fiction. OK, when you create fiction, it has to surprise people. They they have to think it's both realistic and unexpected. Um, it, it, it was it's extremely masterfully done. And the line that the Kanish says to him when they're in the locker room and he says, you know, I am trying to teach you. Uh, how to play off of my bad beats, okay? And you're not listening, right? this is this is what you know, you're a young kid. We all have something we're great at, you know, but what makes you great is also your Achilles heel. And that was the central conflict <coughs> of this movie, whether people realized it or not. What makes you great can also take you down. And the Kanish, as Jurassic is pointing out in the chat, you know, he was a grinder. He was not he wasn't out there hitting home runs. He wasn't going for the glory. He wasn't trying to get to Vegas and win the World Series of Poker and be the number one guy. All right. This was what the main character was pursuing. He was flying. You know, he was going for that goal. And it's just it's learning about harnessing what makes you great and using it to your advantage versus getting uh, bogged down by it
0: well i think there's a fantastic parallel that you can draw between poker and nfts uh poker and crypto poker in the stock market because a lot of those people especially when online poker got shut down in the states sought out other like high risk like gambles right and and when i say gamble it's all about extracting positive ev out of a play whether or not you know that particular play worked out it's whether or not it works out in the long run um but a lot of those styles translate into NFTs. The idea of bankroll management translates into NFTs, right? Not overextending yourself, calculating the pot odds, you know, internalizing what the success chance of a project is, how high the upside can be versus how much you're actually risking. Like the parallels are actually just almost endless, you know?
1: I loved how subtle the idea of physical tells were because I think also one thing that portrayed yes. in this movie is people. Way too much. are like, like physical tells play so much. And don't get me wrong. I mean, amateurs have a very hard time hiding what's going on and what they're doing I, th- unless you have a natural inclination to have a poker face. You you can be read. But when it comes to professional, you know, physical tells, they overemphasize how much they're used in movies. But I thought Rounders did it perfectly. You'll never look at an Oreo the same uh, if you watch that movie. So go check out Rounders. I thought they did it brilliantly. They walked a great uh, line there.
0: I played played poker in um, casinos 20 to 40 hours a week for the better part of a few years um, as basically my second part-time job um and i got to say in all of that time i found very 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 few physical tells on people yeah.
1: It's, right,
0: it's like, rare and the thing is you need a sample size too like yeah, you can't right. just feel like, yeah like you need it yeah. you need to be playing with this person for several hours and it being like you know spot on every single time you can you can pick that up and or, you, or you have a long history with them but
1: days and months before you can really uh yeah. zero in on a physical tell and and say that it's actually something but yeah
0: yeah yeah um Some of the stuff you see there, though, in casinos, like, oh, my God, we we call each other DGens in the uh, in the the NFT world and whatnot. But some of this stuff was just absolutely mind blowing. Like, just
1: it was invented in in poker, guys. What you know is DGEN was invented in poker. I mean, you know, poker tournaments are long. They're drawn out. There's nothing to do when you're not in a hand in between hands and shit. So, poker players come up with creative ways to pass the time, like props, which is betting on which colors come out on the flop. So, even if you're not in the hand, you'll pick, say, you'll pick hearts. And if the flop comes out all hearts, you have to pay the other person. You'll say, All right, let's play props, $200 each. You'll take a set like I'll take aces and I'll take hearts, and you'll take jacks and you'll take spades. And anytime it comes out on the flop, that's what poker players do. Phil Ivy, was one sitting in the airport? They were the flight was delayed because of weather. They were waiting for a plane. They were betting ten thousand dollars on raindrops on the window, which one would get to the bottom first. There was three <laughs> poker players all waiting for a plane. Oh, they yeah. sat by the window at the airport. Raindrops hitting the window. They'd each pick one and race them to the bottom of the window and see who. Uh,
0: I remember uh, um, like even just some of the ridiculous prop bets of like in Vegas during the World Series, you know, they would bet somebody that they had to shoot um, uh, 50, 54 holes of golf in like under eight hours and they had to shoot below like an 80 on at least one of those rounds or something. Yeah, And, uh, like this guy, I, it might've been less than eight hours. It was like a ridiculous. And like, he would literally like literally just shorts and t-shirt in his bag, no cart, by the way, too, sprinting through the desert. And like, they would put like $300,000 on this shit. Like it was, it was wild. Some of the stuff that people were doing, like pure DGen gambling. Gotta love it. Fun. I, man! every time we talk about this, I'm like Vegas. I got to go to Vegas soon. I haven't been in a while. Just got to go to Vegas. Uh, yeah. You want to do it in the summer?
1: Yeah. That's when the World Series is.
0: Yes, that's true. Yeah. The action comes in. Should be the first, uh, first time in a few years that it's actually going full force too. Yep seems to be the case awesome guys thank you so much for uh for hanging out with us at the end we kind of just started rambling on about poker but uh somebody's asking when am poker uh let's let's try and set something like that up you want to do a poker stars thing
1: uh put the lemons in the middle i think that sounds beautiful lemons in
0: the middle Mm, no no lemons
1: I, I will never risk but as much as they're being fudded in the DGEN dojo, I would never risk my precious lemons. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Again.
0: No, let's uh let's do it. We'll figure out something. Uh what is it? Poker Stars has a home game feature where you can do private invites and uh and set it all up in that regard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's super fun. We should do it for AF.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh yeah, you know what? Let's wrap the show up. We'll hop on a quick call, try and bang out a, a, a schedule for that and um announce it coming up. Boom, boom. I think we can do that. Guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. If any of you tuned in late, as always, the entire show is going to be up on YouTube and Spotify for your listening or viewing pleasure. Uh, we talked a lot about the macro markets going in again. Looks like we could be maybe seeing an uptick. But again, we are headed into March, which is notoriously rough for cryptos and maybe by extension NFTs. Um, we talked about Dolly Parton releasing a uh, NFT. We talked about Block. Cat- partnership with puma puma entering the space an interesting discussion uh, ensued from that and it's always very exciting to see brands like that jump in uh cool cats announced that the um, game is going to be uh postponed indefinitely and when i say indefinitely i just mean when it's ready it'll be ready they're not setting any more expectations about when that will be and uh you know it could be sooner it could be later it seems like they're at the mercy of a couple of other factors as well uh but yeah great discussion about that and um and and where they're going talked about doodles a little bit the spaceship or the space doodles maybe has a game attached to it antonym dropped doing very well public sale is coming up rubber ducks thank you to uh jonatello who mentioned they just sold out Floor has taken a little bit of a slide since then. 0.17 last time I checked it out. Uh, Dippies, we talked about Battlefly. Uh, congratulations to FMC and his host, co-host, uh, Michael Rippey, for you know making it on as an official Lemon Spaces. Awesome stuff. Talked a bunch about the uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Saga, I guess we could call it. Um, all the derivatives coming out, some of them doing well, some of them not, uh, somebody asked if you were, if they were missing out by not participating in the Kevin drops. No, I don't think so, but it is fun and it is, uh, as pure D gen. Um, we capped it off with some weed gang discussion. Thank you for bringing that up, Mike. We were uh, not. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks good. And then uh, we we kind of finished off the show with a bunch of poker talk. So that's where we are right now. Uh, D nice. Good morning. You're uh, here a little bit late. We are actually just wrapping the show up, but we appreciate you coming. Nonetheless, uh, guys, thank you so much. As always, love doing the show. Love seeing everybody in the uh, in the crowd there. Free market. You want to do the thing? Say the
1: words. Good luck at the tables, d